Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, listeners. This is Anusha Battersby of the Magnus Protocol, letting you know about the latest Rusty Quill original podcast on Neon Inkwell, The Pit Below Paradise. The Pit Below Paradise is a US coming-of-age tale set years in the future, in the ruins of a burnt world. Small communities struggle in the ashes, and in Paradise Village, Dorian is set to sacrifice himself for the hope of a better tomorrow. At least, that's what he thought. But when the date of prophecy is pulled into question, Dorian's whole world is turned on its side. Forced to attend college to keep up appearances, Dorian meets Will, a former gravedigger with no reason to suspect his vibrant new roommate might soon be facing death, and Ruth, a returned runaway trying to make peace with the past. As Dory only just starts to learn about herself, she is forced to choose whether she still believes everything she was told growing up, or whether she wants to place her trust in a wider, more daunting world that she's only just come to know. The Pit Below Paradise is available now on Neon Inkwell, our ongoing home for full cast fiction podcasts, written by creators from all around the world. Just search Neon Inkwell wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Alex here, just taking a moment to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Maltopia. 
Maltopia is a multimedia dark fiction company that creates flash fiction, novel-length serials, artworks, YouTube content, and even a podcast, all tied to the single titular world of Maltopia. The small creative team behind Maltopia have worked hard to create a diverse collection of original horror and dark fiction that spans subgenres from dark fantasy and dark sci-fi to weird fiction and beyond. It explores our world in the aftermath of the great darkness of 1999, a year-long global amnesia that not all survived. This post-darkness world is a horrific version of its former self, where madness spreads like plague, nightmares come alive, and the very landscape itself lies twisted by unknown forces. If you are a fan of dark literature and graphic novels, then this is definitely worth checking out. So why not head over to maltopia.com and give it a go? That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A dot com, and show them just how much you appreciate them supporting the Magnus Archives. Rusty Quill presents The Magnus Archives Episode 165 Revolution Big is it actually? It doesn't really work like that. Yeah, figures. If you tried to measure the diameter, it'd probably only be a half mile or so. But the curve doesn't work quite right, and if you stayed at the same spot, just hopped on a horse or let it carry you round, it might be days before you passed the same spot. Or, uh... or you might never see the same spot again. Exactly. Yeah. I think I'm starting to get it. Good. You said we needed to go through these places. Is that even going to work here? Uh, We need to go through them metaphorically. Psychologically, we need to experience them. You think we could get that experience just walking along the edge? Because uh, I really don't like the look of those riders. Would you believe me if I said they were the victims? At this point, I'm not even surprised. Either way, best not to actually climb onto the thing, if we could help it. Fine by me. (laughs) Never really liked merry-go-rounds anyway. No? You gone on any recently? What? Uh, No, I don't think so. Not since I was a kid. (laughs) I actually, uh... There's one at London Zoo. Uh, Was one at London Zoo. Big old thing. Went quite fast, actually. Surprisingly thrilling. Seriously? It was years back, before the Institute. I was in a weird place. Had a good time, though. (laughs) Well. I mean, obviously I wouldn't want to ride this one. We've got quite enough thrills already. Are you sure? I could speak to an attendant. I would advise against doing that. So you said the riders were the victims. Where's the monster? 
I'm hoping if we're quick, we can avoid her notice. Huh. John, please don't tell me there's an evil clown doll down there, no, because... No, I... Nicola died with the unknowing. It's, uh... An old friend. Oh. Yeah. I'd really rather not deal with her if we can avoid it. Yeah, good call. Um, in that case, do you want to do your thing now, then, before we start moving? Are we close enough? Yes. Yes, I, I think so. Good idea. Thanks. You, uh... You might want to take a bit of a walk. This feels like a strange one. What does strange mean with something like this? Don't think you want to know. Good point. Um, okay, well, uh, good luck. I'll be uh, over there. Right. Your face is not your face is not your face around the curling carousel it twists in place to take from you and all the tattered stolen souls whose sense of me is swollen and distended into nothing. Round and round and round it goes and when it deigns to stop who you might be you cannot know. So touch and feel the skin atop your skull to test the limits and extremities of where this canvas comes to rest. In robbed identities and peeling names that you could swear were never yours. The music swells through you. The music vomits from you. The music calls a name that through the tears of half-grasped memories seems almost and eternally familiar. So dance. Dance to the beat of the thump of the chase of the still and plastic horse hooves, which cannot break from where they are secured by bolts and glue and eggshell-thin reality that paints a visage of sense almost enough to tell you that the nausea that swells and pushes at the limits of your mind is incorrect. There's nothing wrong. The world in which the carousel will twirl is not the hollow hell you fear, it is the world. Just the world. A world where if you'd wish to have a name it must be stolen, carved and pulled full bloody from the frame of others who would wish in vain to hold their selfness close. You want a face? Take it. There are so many here, and those who cannot hold them well, whoever chose to give them such a gift must take the blame, knowing they could never keep it in a world of so much thieving strangeness. And soon enough they will forget they ever even had one, rest assured, it's best to step the dance and keep your face secured as much as you are able. Just keep running. Your feet, or are they just the shoes with emptiness within, will pound upon the creaking wood of carousel top, or perhaps the only ground there's ever been, so struggle not to look behind, though can you trust your eyes to tell you quite what it might be that dogs your steps, and see the poor procession of those gory, faceless wretches who have lost possession now of all their treasured once identities to those who are now them? Like you. You tire of the chase, of course, the fire and all relentless pace of competition, reaching for a name, identity, and face as long since worn through all reserves of hard, enduring vigour in you. Yet still you only stay a self while willing on your aching legs that feel like breaking just to keep you forward of the frenzied fray of hazy clawed who-are-yous. So run. Just run. 
and listen to the music of your panicked flight from those who long to take what you have stole from those no longer worth a name. Ever onwards forward on the curling path of merry-go-round that's twisted wound and spinning in its harrowing sound of organ-piping circus tunes that merrily hound the steps of your escape, could you turn a thought and burn your lead on your pursuers, an angle change, a charge now perpendicular to your intended line of best retreat, and stake it all on one last hope, your bruised feet pounding to the edge, the boundary? Don't stop the ride, but you still want to get off. But no, for all the dreams of bounding, leaping off into the great unknown, you see the ring of broken, mewling wretches who have shown the sting that comes with such rejection of the truth, so seldom spoken yet inside you all, that there is no way off the merry-go-round. And so perhaps the twirling round that pushes all who passenger the carousel might help you stay ahead, and so you seize the rough and peeling pole of ancient wooden horse, ignore the sloughing, screaming wood that comes away in clumps, and grip the saddle hard, in hands that should be clean but now have never seen a day they were not caked in glue and slaked with blood of all the robberies existence deems the only way to live. Ride away. Just ride away. Up it goes, down it comes. Hold fast to the joy of the rise, despise all thoughts you might descend, and in the end protest against that fall back down to painted wooden spinning earth with all the tear-streaked grasping of the mass of gasping still unnamed oppressed. Cry to the horse, go higher! Faster, offer painted apples that you think perhaps it might desire, but the frozen face is still the same, the simple cast of equine terror, framed and caught in wood and plastic bulging eyes of fear. Its pace remaining as it ever was, it does not care for coming pains as you are torn. Doesn't it know who you are? No, and soon, neither will you. Although to call it all is lost is more dramatic yes than has been earned, for those upon this carousel who have not been you already, perhaps they know without a memory how good it is to have a face and name. It's not the same as what you had when first you climbed the brightly painted stairs, but not the worst who you have been. And as the horse drops through the air into the crowd of eager waiting thieves you are, unbowed and yes afraid, but still the music plays and turns the world upon its gaudy axis. You will be someone again, someday. The hands and fingers reach and breach the gentle veiled complacency and respite that had just been yours upon your mount's ascent, and now the wood is bent and bowed as faceless things who long to be a who pull splinters from the rot of screaming saddle and of rider. You, who feels a mask of sharp and hard identity begin its gentle fracture into jagged shards of names that you once were. I'm still Hannah, you try to scream, but are you? No. Perhaps there's some Veronica as fragments there, or Julian, or Anya, but no. You feel the last of names and who you might have been be torn away and borne towards new bodies. New pages, blank, determined to be people. The rotten, ragged rush of fetid fingernails that dig and push and reach around the edges of your face until they scrape against the bone in such a rough, scratched tone that rocks and echoes through the space that was your mind, and when they peel it from you, like the skin of an orange, the skin of an apple, the skin of a pig, the skin of a child, the skin of a you, 
Then comes the briefest flash that surely now it's done so much, perhaps the pain will be somewhat lessened. There's no way it could hurt as much as you remember, but it does. And so, of course, you scream and scream, and curses foul obscene will tumble garbled over where there once sat other people's lips or yours now gone, and teeth that once shone yellowed ivory a crimson in the flowing sanguine flood. And as you lie in agonies and fading dreams of personhood, of knowing who you were and what that might have meant, you hear the bitter whisper of recriminating seekers who have found the treasure of their eager dreams, but see, it seems there's not enough. All. And so they fall to frantic tearing conflict, just as vicious as it was when it was bearing down on you. You lie there in the fugue of vivid pain and feel that gentle rain from violence overhead, as some fall dead or close as this place lets you lie, for truly thus to die would be too eager an escape. And listen to the ebb and swell of slow melodic wail that well you know conducts the flowing rhythm laced into this endless, faceless dance. At last, Victor breaks away in clinging heartfelt terror of his former comrades, sprinting, bold and holding to his skull the severed face that was once yours. Willing it to stick, as those who notice try to pick themselves back up and give pursuit to close the gap. Perhaps you should arise and follow on the things that once you would despise but now have joined. You are, of course, a faceless thing as well, and so should quickly march the pace of those who chase the selfsame prey. But now it is too late, they've gone. Their chase will not abate until their former friend is ripped apart in turn, and you have learned to wait. For there are many faces out upon the carousel, and many names that you might be. So bide your time a while and wait the coming of another one whose fate and face might sit upon your grinning carmine skull. So turn with the turn of the merry-go-round and dance to its jolly old song. Who will you be? the name or three, and a stranger's face worn wrong. You're joking. I'm not. So was it any good? Uh, what do you mean? Was it a good poem? I don't know. No. You're the poetry expert, Martin, not me. Well, did it stir any feeling in you? Yes. Nausea. Because of the horrible things in it. That's not quite what I meant. Then I don't know what you mean, Martin. I'm not a poetry person. I don't get it. I never have. That's, that's fine. I understand. Look, I'm better than I was. I used to think all poetry was bad. Sorry, what? I mean, I just thought of... I sort of thought it was pointless. Just write some prose and stop wasting everyone's time. Hmm. What changed? I don't know. I just mellowed on it, I suppose. That's kind of weird. In my defence, there is a lot of bad poetry out there. I guess. I kind of want to hear that tape now, see how artistic The Stranger actually is. Or just look up, see it for yourself. Uh, no, no thanks. Trying to avoid thinking about it, actually. Of course. Sorry. How much further? I think we're past the worst of. What? She's here. <laughs> My dearest colleague. Just get back. 
I can't believe you decide to pass through my neighborhood and not say hello to dear old Sasha. Just ignore it, Martin. Oh, you wound me, archivist. And we used to be so close. I have nothing to say to you. Nothing to say? Will you crush me, bury me in the foundations of your little temple for a year, and now you have nothing to say? Leitner did that, and Peter released you. All I've done to you is to not die. Oh, and I would say that is quite rude enough. Leave us alone. I won't warn you again. And what if I let you choose this time? Which one of you would I wear next? Martin looks very comfortable, positively roomy. Oh, wouldn't you agree, Archivist? John, do we, do we need to run? Oh, yes, Martin. You very much do. I'll even give you a head start. <laughs> John? You're bold. I'll give you that. Last chance. Desperate for one last morsel of terror from us. <laughs> a final sip and then we're gone. Somehow we managed to keep just ahead of you and get away. God forbid you actually catch us. Doesn't bear thinking about. John, what are you talking about? She can't touch us. We're so far beyond her now. She's just like everything else here, ruled by the eye. And she hates it. Oh, of course you want to wallow in my shame like your voyeur master. Do you know how it feels to be anonymous and yet known? To have all the sweetest dread I can create tainted by the relentless gaze of that damned eye. Well, I've suffered enough. Pathetic. Martin, let's go. I'm not as pathetic as your little friend when I ate her life. What did you say? I'm, I'm sorry. John? You were wrong, you know. There is more suffering than you can ever experience, so much more. The horror of your victims, their constant senseless agony. Feel it now. Understand it. You have drawn out so much despair and now, finally, it's your turn. Ceaseless Watcher, turn your gaze upon this wretched thing. No! No! Please, no! Whoa! I... What was that? I, I destroyed it. K killed her. Are you kidding me? You, you obliterated her! You, you smoked her! We, sh we should go. What about the merry-go-round? With her gone? Is it, is it I, still I don't know. Yes, you did. I, I don't want to know. Pl we need to go, please. Oh, oh okay. Alright, alright. Lead on. The Magnus Archives is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written by Jonathan Sims, produced by Lorianne Davis, and directed by Alexander J. Newell. It featured Alexander J. Newell as Martin Blackwood, Jonathan Sims as The Archivist, and Evelyn Hewitt as Not Sasha. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill. visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website, or on Reddit at r slash the Magnus Archives. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.
Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Anna Stachia, Simon Felkis, Monica Quirk, Duplis, Tori, Self-Aware, Molly, Air Mid-Kelt, Diane, Siafika, Ivy Piper, Lilikoy, Maya Flink, May Parsons, Eddie Current, Ellie LaSalle, Diana Reed, Kieran, Harry Thompson, Erin Biddle, Malraza, Jasper, is the end looking for any sexy new avatars, Graham, Leigh, Jean, Sharon V, Disaster Nick, Amanda Nengel, Kiora Hernandez, Shannon O'Leary, Annika Dumont Arvantis, Reagan Mellon, Jacob, Keelin Lawler, Felix Nicol, Jasmine Bloom, Brendan Abolivier, Lysimache, Aaron Burser, Mandy, Zach Davis, Becky N. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.